A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, By Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers, who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. On today's In The Pocket, I'm actually talking with one of my good friends, Miriam Udabor. She's a medical doctor. She's from Texas. She found love, I think, in Boston and ended up in Maine. Um, And she's been here for at least two years now. And she's so interesting. She's such a multi-layered human. I feel honored to be able to share her with the community at large. So please enjoy our conversation. We have Miriam Yu. She is many things. Uh, She's a spoken word artist as well as a medical doctor. Please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, Miriam Yu here. Um, I'm so excited and nervous and happy and like, ah, but it's so great to to be on this show here. Um, Yeah, I'm Miriam Yu. Um, Yeah, recently uh, I got a like a medical residency here in Maine for family medicine and I'm very excited to start that. I'm also going to be doing a poetry show so yeah it's just lots of great adventures that I've been having um so far and I'm just very grateful but it's great to be here awesome uh thank you again for your time I noticed that so many people in the medical profession are actually very artsy why do you think that is or why are you into art yo that's that's a great question um I remember when I was in med school yeah like so many of my classmates were like super artists and I was a super artist as well like super thespian like theater musical kind of thing like that was my life I was even in a mime troupe in middle school but that's a long story um but uh yeah one of my classmates was an opera singer another one was like famous pianist like (laughs) like I would see them playing the piano like what but yeah I feel like that the reason for that is just sort of an outlet an artistic outlet to um just share parts of emotions that they might not be able to express verbally um, in an art form and, and it's healing and the healing power in that as well um, so that's one of the many reasons why I think um, there's a lot of artistic um, um, yeah variety within those that practice in medicine yeah I kind of feel like so I mean I'm not a medical doctor but being a dentist I'm still like receiving all these people's negative energy and it's really nice for like because who can I really talk about it with right like so it's nice to kind of pass that through me in a way yeah. that uh, is cleansing, but also productive. I, exactly, exactly. I totally feel that. Yeah, I feel there's definitely a, a, a healing power, I feel, in expressing art and creativity. Um, yeah, so and that's what I practice with myself, for sure. 
Nice. So I, you said you were a child. You were in the a, a miming troupe. What? Yeah. So in middle school, sixth grade, uh, I joined a mime troupe. <laughs> like suspenders, face paint, the whole nine yards. I won trophies, yo. Like we had competitions. Like I made a script, a golf, a comedy golfing script, and I won like an award for that. Like, oh, I missed that. Those are great times. But yeah, I was in a mime troupe. I, um, I feel like I was like a professional mime, like back in the day. And I miss it. <laughs> right. Wow. I the things I never knew about you. That's really cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you see miming a lot in uh, in dance moves. Like it's something that is still an inspiration for many artists. That is so true. Yeah. And at the time, like sixth grade, seventh grade, when I was in the pantomime group, like I did, I I was also dancing as well but i never it's only like recently like uh with like america's got talent and like dancing with the star star like i'm seeing like the, i'm learning about like tutting and the different kind of like and the robot of course and those sort of like mime dance combinations which are beautiful tutting what is tutting oh yeah tutting is uh almost like the um egypt uh, ancient egyptian hieroglyphics sort of like and they do like it's it's magical like moving the fingers in very um geometric shapes and um, that are very artistic and lots of symmetry, asymmetry presentations. So yeah, tutting is a, another form of dance. <laughs> nice, like King Tut, tutting, okay, I get Yeah, it. yeah, exactly, exactly, thank you, yes. Nice, wow, that's cool. Um, so how often or how long have you been doing recently, I think, the spoken word or the poetry? So uh, I have been writing poems for a very long time. Um, they have been, uh, I feel like, another form of like medicine for me, writing poetry. And I started, I remember distinctly starting in fourth grade um, when the, our teacher was like, write a poem. And I wrote 10, uh, like in one sitting. And she's like, who wants to present their poem? And I'm like, I do. And I did all 10 because like no one wanted to go up. No one was like raising their hand. I'm like, well, I'm just going to do all 10 of my poems that I wrote <laughs> in like less than 30 minutes. And that's been great. And also um, in a little like art um, event, like here in Maine, I got to teach children how to do haiku poems, uh, which uh, though I don't remember all like the specific scientific um, numerology of it all. I know it's like uh, five syllables, seven syllable, then five syllable. And I got to teach kids how to do it and then draw a picture in association with the poem. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. So yeah, I really like poems. <laughs> wow. I feel like you always find these interesting ways to either volunteer or, or contribute to the community. Like you were working at the Outright in, yes. I want to say Mechanic Falls. Or Lewis and Auburn. Yeah. And you're yeah, teaching so kids how to read. Yeah. I mean, or I, yeah, to write poems and I... I just, I love connecting with the community. Um, actually, one of the outright LA, which is the um, LGBTQ plus uh, uh, like youth group, and I was an, advi was an advisor slash am an advisor for that um, organization. Um, to, they taught me how to play Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. I've been wanting to play that game forever. And oh my gosh, they brought, had all these dice, AKA dices, I don't know, but it was so much fun. And uh, but yeah, they teach me, I teach them, and we just, just just happiness <laughs> and also while you were waiting to start your residency you have gotten very involved with the the pandemic um I yeah think, yeah tell me more about that 
So golly, um, it's been a long journey of me trying to get residency and I'm just grateful to the universe that I finally got in. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. And in the meantime, I was like, yo, universe, like I got all this skill and knowledge that I got from school. Like I want to be helping, especially my people, you know what I mean? So um, I was very grateful to get the chance to, they created a new job in the CDC, part of the contact tracing team to sort of connect with those that have tested positive, prevent the spread, you know, help those that are in need while they're tested positive and have to isolate, their family has to quarantine. So like they need resources. They can't go back to work. They can't go grocery shopping. And they're like, I need food. I need things, you know? So they created a, a, a team called case investigators and field epidemiologists. And that's what my job was. Um, it's like both titles, one person. Um, and while I contact patients that have tested positive and just check in on them, you know, tell them the protocols, ask them if they need any resources, um, if they're needing any food, help, um, like where they're at, you know, if they're needing extra medical care, stuff of that nature, and also gathering data at the same time, which helps us to um, find out what kind of protocols, how to change, because the protocols like change based on the data we collect, like even with science as well. So it's like, it's all part of the this grand scheme to, or um, yeah, sort of a project to help um, the community and the population and make sure everyone's safe and healthy and well. Wow. So it sounds like you have two job titles <clears throat> and all the help that you do is virtual? Yes. So it was, it, it is remotely. Um, like, yeah, it's all like contacting people over the phone and, um, putting in the data via the computer and and yeah it's all virtual um and remote um so that's that was helpful as well but i also had a second job because i really i really wanted to you know apply my knowledge and skills to um assist patients even physically so i i'm also i was also a medical assistant at a clinic um, in maine and so i would um serve um, patients that in that capacity as well great um i assume that you probably heard some uh sad stories talking to people yes how did you process and be able to move on or detach from those experiences yeah um golly it's just yeah the 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 sad events would hurt (laughs) um and i would have to take time for myself you know do some breathing exercises realize that i i could only do so much like the best that I can um, connect them with also their needing to seek um, like mental health counseling therapists like we can provide those resources as well so I would always check in to see how they're doing so I can connect them with those types of resources um, and yeah um, and if things got like emergence or like emergency like you know had to call 911 and make sure that they take care of the patient as well at the time and um, but yeah, but definitely just taking time to breathe after each call, especially if the call is very, um, yeah, sad, or traumatic, just taking time to breathe, um, realize that, you know, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can and uh, just go, I have to move on to also take care of others. So sort of have to just breathe through it and move on. Yeah. Have you created any uh, art specific to these experiences, like, you know, to help process and cleanse yourself of them yeah i i guess mostly i I have a special like word file called um poetry of healing 
which which is the place where I sort of vent through poems, um, through poems that I write, and that's been helpful. And uh, yeah, that's mostly the the way I've been doing it. Um, let's see, has there been anything else? Yeah, sometimes I'll just stretch, which I mean, it's not really artistic, but dancing, dancing is another way of art, I guess, that I also help to release, especially because stress sometimes in my body forms in like just stiffness and pain in certain areas. So sort of dancing and listening to some upbeat music um, has been very helpful in like just relaxing and letting go and releasing. Have you ever taken dance classes? So, uh, actually, uh, thanks to my, uh, you know, Nigeria, Nigerian-born mother, she taught me traditional Nigerian dance. So I was, like, dancing since uh, out the womb, you know, when it came to, like, traditional. Like, we had the whole outfit, face paint. Like, it was hardcore. (laughs) And we would, like, dance. My brother and I would, like, dance at different churches and events and stuff like that. So we did that forever. Um, I then... Yeah, I've been doing like hip hop based, upbeat based type of dances as well. Just learning from like watching videos and YouTube and just, I, I love modern dance because I so it's more poetic, like like lyrical type dancing. So that's something I do just naturally, whatever my body wants, you know, I just move to the groove. Um, and then I did take a jazz ballet class um, in undergrad because <laughs> I wanted to see how, you know, I, I don't want strict ballet because I still want it to be jazzy, you know? Uh, <laughs> But it was still very ballet-ish, so it was just like, oh gosh, this is hard. I can't, I can't move my leg like that. But it was great. It was educational. <laughs> yeah, and it's always nice to like challenge yourself and put yourself in new yes. experiences. That's exactly. cool. Yeah. Um, so speaking of just something that you've been doing for a long time, um, I know you have a poetry event that's coming up. How'd you get involved in that? Yeah. Yo, so I am connected with so many amazing poets that I've been like, you know, before the pandemic, like I had been watching their shows, um, like seeing their performances, hearing about them through like Instagram and stuff of that nature, you know, and one day they're like, I I think I must have said something like, oh yeah, poems, I I write poems, and they're like, you write poems, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) They're like, join us. And I, I, I sort of like joined their little group and was like, they were writing poems for fun and stuff. And I shared them some of my poems. And they're like, yo, like, you're, you're good. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and so, yeah, I got this opportunity to perform with the Poetry Express, uh, which is happening on, I believe, via Zoom. So virtual. And uh, uh, for those that have Facebook, um, yeah, you, you can I guess type in Poetry Express and like Maine and maybe it should pop up there but yeah I'm going to be a part of that and I'm very excited this is like my first performance in a while because before the pandemic like I was starting to do theatrical stuff but I got the chance to do the, the vagina monologues and I was like whoa you know and so I'm so glad I guess to just do some that performance type thing um like now yeah I'm so glad you mentioned that I completely forgot about the vagina monologues <laughs> yeah, yeah. you were there <laughs> I was there yeah <laughs> um tell me um more about that acting experience and i can't remember it seemed like it was like an annual performance that that place was doing exactly so um yeah at that location they yeah every year they do the vagina monologues and it's usually like a full house and it was a full house yes and i got to be a part of it 
it brought me so much joy because I had I hadn't been on stage in so long. Like I was just sort of in my little cocoon of like study for this exam and this exam and like apply for residency and like I was totally stifling my art, my artistic self, aka myself. Um, you know, and I'm like, no, like I think something I must have read something or talked to a Reiki healer or something. Like the universe was like, yo. Like, snap out of it. Like, be yourself. Like, even in this waiting process, like, do you, you know? And so, like, I heard about this. They're like, we're putting out auditions for the vagina monologues. And I'm like, I'm going to audition. I'm going to do it. And I did it. And I got it casted, you know? And it was, it felt great to be on stage. And even my partner was like, yo, you did an amazing job. Because he'd never seen me do theatrical stuff. He's like, you could really do this. And I'm like, I told you. So, yeah, I had so much fun. Yeah, you were great. It was a great performance. Everybody you. was great. Yes. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Are you auditioning for anything else coming up that you're aware of? You're probably um, too busy now, but... Yeah, right. Yeah, so right now I'm just, yeah, focusing on this, uh, like, Poetry Express performance this month. Um, but as I start settling into the rhythm of my schedule in the next, you know, five, five months, um, I do hope that I find um, an artistic theatrical outlet because I love it a lot. Awesome. Um, so speaking of like getting settled, uh, can you tell us what brought you to Maine? I know you're from Texas. <laughs> yes. H-Town represent. What? What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I am from Texas, and then I fell in love with a Mainer, and now I'm in Maine. Um, so yeah, I'm one of those probably many Texans, you know, no offense, Texas, uh, that did not know what a Maine was. I'm like, Maine what? <laughs> like the Main Street? <laughs> Maine Avenue? What are you talking about? So yes, yeah, so now I'm here in Maine, and it's gorgeous. Oh my goodness. Like everything looks like a calendar, calendar picture. Like it's just amazing. So yeah, that's why I'm up here, and now I'm here to stay. You know, it's been... Uh, I think like three years, like almost three years now that I've been here and golly, I'm just so glad that I, you know, was able to create a community here because at first it was just little old me in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, I want friends <laughs> and I'm like making friends and connecting and it was thanks to you, you know, and your organization as well, you know, Fourth Friday and stuff. So I was like, yay. So yeah, I'm just really happy. <laughs> oh, that's great to hear. And I know you met your partner. It wasn't even in Maine. Like you met in, was it Boston no. or New York? I can't remember. So, so on my way from Boston, <laughs> wow, I'm putting this in like the airwaves, like it's official. Yep. Like, don't steal this idea for a movie, y'all. Like t- t- trade trademark. How about that? <laughs> but yeah, all the way from Boston back to Texas, like I offered gum to this guy sitting in the window seat. <laughs> And that was him. So, like, it was like in years when I met him. Yeah. So it's it's an it's been a an adventurous fun time, you know, moving forward. But yeah. So yeah, he was in Boston at the time, but now we're both in Maine. I love how bad breath brought you guys together. That is beautiful. Oh, God. Bad breath. Come on. You're like, hey, hey. To be nice, <laughs> you know, like, have some gum. No, it wasn't about the breath. It was the ear popping. You know how that hurts. Oh okay, God. girl. Bad breath. I'm done. Yeah. No, the ear popping does make a difference. But you're like, oh, that helitosis. Mm. <laughs> Yo, the shape though. Oh, you know, I don't talk behind people's backs, even though. 
he's not here, I'm sure you will spread the word, but you know, it's just a joke. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, breath happens, you know? <laughs> it does. It, it does. That's why they make gum and toothpaste and, and mouthwash and all of it. Yeah, Listerine. <laughs> yes, yes. Man, so I think we covered um, what you've been doing for the pandemic efforts and so appreciated. I mean, thank you. If it's not for people like you being a part of the CDC, helping people really going through probably one of the worst experiences of their life. Thank you. No, you're welcome. And I, I thank I thank you and everyone for the opportunity. Um, I'm just glad that I was able to use my like knowledge and skills proactively because that was like my <laughs> biggest I was like I, I know things like let me do things so I did it yeah. so I'm I'm honored uh, and so how long is residency yes so um, I am in a family medicine residency and that is a three-year training uh, program for some other residencies like OB-GYN, um, um, obstetrics and gynecology, that's a four-year residency. And if it's surgery, I think that's like forever. I don't know, it's much longer. <laughs> so it just depends on, on what you're going into and studying. Wow, youth is wasted on the young, huh? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, I didn't realize the residency was that long or I'd forgotten. So I'm just yeah. so thankful that there's gonna be a black female um, medical provider, family medicine in Maine for people of color uh, to tap into. Like, it's exactly. awesome. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel so honored to for this opportunity because I've sort of, you know, for years I've been manifesting for this tap in, you know, and it's like, here it is. You got the keys <laughs> for this door, you know, and it's like, alrighty. Like, I'm ready, you know, and um, and I'm so glad that there's a community out there that's also supportive of me because um, I, I feel nervous, to be honest, but also I'm excited all at the same time for this, like, new mission, it feels. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, but I'm here to, to help, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, so with the residency, are you going to be completely located in Maine or are there, like, travel parts to it? Yeah, so uh, some of the rotations are in other uh, cities or other, uh, one, I think one, only one of the rotations is in another state, um, but it's mostly all in Maine, yeah. Great. Yeah, so for the little girls or boys or um, non-binary children out there, um, any words of advice for them to get in this field? Yeah. Yes. Uh so golly <laughs> it's been for me i had a, a different pathway in being where i'm at like it it took a bit longer and was a bit more like woo, girl you know to be where i'm at um but i guess it's you know one of those phrases of like anything is possible you know type of thing <laughs> okay oprah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> exactly um but i guess yeah, being, for me, something that was helpful is be around those that are lifting you up and that are helping you love yourself more. <laughs> um, that's very helpful in the journey, period. Like, no matter what what I was going to end up doing, um, like, the fact that I was, like, in Maine with 
you know, people that, you know, love me and care for me and poured like, good, you know, like encouragement and love into me was very helpful. Um, and me being in the right mindset and to achieve what it is I wanted. So, um, that's a, yeah, that's something that, you know, I wish I learned in the past, but I'm glad that I learned now. And I hope that others can learn that too, moving forward. That's beautiful. Well, on that note, um, thank you so much uh, for sharing your time with us and just letting us have a little snippet of what it's like to be Miriam. Um, Is there, (laughs) do you have a a plug? What's the plug? How can people reach you? Oh, okay. So, I mean, I have many names sometimes, you know what I mean? I navigate and float, you know? And FYI, I forgot to mention, like my pronouns are she, her, they, them. FYI, and I guess, let's see, which of my many artistic areas do I want to plug? So, I mean, I guess you can check out Facebook. Um, it's like Mary Y-O-U, M-Y-R-I, Y-O-U. And that's where you'll see the information about the Poetry Express performance that I'm going to be a part of, yes. So, yeah, you can totally check that out. And, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to In the Pocket with your host, Flo Edwards, and our guest, Miriam Yu. A thank you to our sponsors, the For Us, Buy Us Fund, which supports Black, Brown, Indigenous, and people of color living their best life in Maine. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.